It's official. For the first time ever, we have Hip Hop Hustle podcast merch. From hoodies to T-shirts to hats and even slides, go to the hiphophustlepodcast.com to get yours. You got these, you know, you got a lot of rappers. They'll, they disrespecting the dead now. You know, they making songs about they are dead, dead homies or something like that, and they're mocking death and, you know, Social media just, it just made it cool to be disrespectful. Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing. No fucking game. Oh, don't threaten me with the good time. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle Podcast. What's up with it? All right, there we go. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast. I'm extremely excited about my next guest, the one and only Triletic. And for people who haven't been following you too much, there's one thing that they got to understand is you're more than just an artist as well. You've got your movie production as well that you do, Dub and Fox Entertainment. So you've had three movies uh, that y'all have made. So uh, Checkmate, Bound to Get You, and Rumors as well. They're all on YouTube. Uh, and you've got your most recent single, Go Ahead Now. So you've been a busy man over the past uh, recent period. Why both? Like why, why movies and music? Well, I mean... It's, I started off with just doing the music, you know, for a thing. And then after a while, I wasn't really getting no, uh, too much traction with that. So uh, the movies, that that was actually a way of, uh, I started doing that as a way to uh, kind of get myself out there and kind of prom- promote the music, you know. So when I start when I start doing that, I started liking it, you know, doing the movies and that and trying to balance both of them. So. I was like, yo, I, I just got with my my partner and my best friend, Doug Banks, and we just decided we was just like, hey, you know, why not just do our own thing with the independent films and all? So, you know, we got, uh, and then we just started doing that like two years ago with the first one being Checkmate, and then we followed that with the Bound to Get You, and we just started, like, going from there. You know, we got three of those. We got those on Tubi and Amazon Prime, so... You know, then I like the creative aspect of it with the movies, you know, with the writing and everything, as well as the music, writing and being creative. That's that's always been my thing right there. And I get, you know, the inspiration from a lot of, you know, you see a lot of uh, uh, musicians getting into the movies. You know, you got the Ice Cubes and you got the Ice T's and LL Cool J, so I get a lot of inspiration for them type of guys, you know, that can balance the music and transition into the movies. So, you know, I got that going on, and you know, once I started doing the movies and stuff, everything kind of started moving a little faster with the music, also. So it's kind of funny how that worked worked out well for me, you know, with that. So that's how you know I kind of balance both of them now. New music in the movies, and that's how I got got to uh, start doing both like that at one time. So, why do you think the movies pushed your music forward, as opposed to just the music? Uh, I mean, a lot of times, you know, with the music, you have to have like, uh, you know, if you don't have a a, a team behind you, you're not gonna you're not gonna get too far in the music industry. You got to have a team marketing promotion all of that management and i wasn't being properly managed in that in that field of entertainment so you know i you know i can tell people now from my my personal experiences if you're trying to do some music or modeling or anything else if you you know a good way to get yourself out there is explore your other talents because your other talents that you may have may be that key to get really get you off the ground what you're really trying to do you know get your you know if people start recognizing you and seeing your face and getting you you know you get out there like that in entertainment they're gonna want to know 
okay, what else can this guy do? You know, okay, he do music also. Okay, I'm going to go check that out. Check that out also. You know, you can bind all of them together, you know. It's kind of like an alternate way of promoting yourself. You know, that's yeah. the way I see it. But yeah, I find it interesting because when I look at you, I'm like, I wonder which way you're at. Because it feels like at some point you mentioned Ice-T, Ice Cube, all those guys. They ultimately ended up focusing on movies and that part of their career. Do you have a gut feeling as to which way you're going to go? Because to pump out three movies in two years is very impressive. Well, you know, eventually I'm, uh, you know, eventually I'm trying to elevate from the, uh, the independent scene. Like, you know, that what, you know, what that is right now is basically, it's almost like, like practice. Like, you know, if you like, you a basketball player, you know, you got to go to high school, you got to go to college and all of that before you make it to the pros. And, you know, that's basically what I'm doing right now is trans, you know, taking a step at a time, transitioning into, you know, from independent into B-list into bigger things on in the future. And then at the same time, I'm still focusing on my music because it's like, okay, you, you talk about the music. I started off, I do more of the R&B thing now is more than hip hop started off as hip hop uh, rapper you know straight hip hop and uh that just I transitioned into the R&B because I feel like you know you have more longevity with that as opposed to the rapper you know you you can stick around a little longer you know anything with entertainment or whatever it might be you know, like those guys I mentioned, like they, you know, of course, they're not going to be relevant in in music anymore. But you still, you know, like Ice-T, he's on Law & Order. You know, he ain't rapped in years or whatever, but he, you still, he's still relevant because he's on that show and he's still doing things. You know, you got to train yourself, you know, train yourself to do more than one thing to keep yourself fresh and relevant and keep reinventing yourself. You know, that's, that's basically what I'm, my goal is to, you know, basically keep myself active in that field, in the the entertainment field. Well, I think you have to keep reinventing yourself and finding the new part of yourself and exploring who you become. Cause I think you're right that if you're the same person for 30 years, it gets boring as shit. Everyone's like, man, I heard this already. And I seen and I seen you do this already. Yeah, but yeah, people what I forget about you. Yeah, because they they literally don't see any development. But you said something that's really interesting to me. You think there's more longevity in R and B than being a rapper? Why is that? Well, you know, it's basically you know you, people have that stigma of oh yeah you get to a certain point or a certain age like oh you know nobody wants to hear too much of too much of you know this old guy rapping or whatever you know i hate i hate that about hip-hop but you know that's the reality of it because that's one of the that's one of the youngest genres in music and everybody got this kind of stigma about it that oh it's a young man's game so okay what do you do when your time you know you had your time okay come up with something else you know you can be a and i see a lot of these the other older rappers, they doing podcasts now, you know, and they're, like I said, acting. They got their own shows or they got other business ventures they may be doing, but they still able to make a, a good income for themselves, you know, because they staying active and they doing other things. Like, you know, you're doing the music, learn how to produce or whatever, or, you know, anything to keep yourself active. You don't want to just stick to that one thing and that when that run out you're just like lost don't know what to do you know so just keeping yourself active man i feel like that's that's more important i feel like you know you get out there and make other things happen for yourself and you you know you will last very long in the entertainment world yeah i mean it's interesting because i look at artists now and in a way 
they're as old as that they've ever been. The the real success. Like obviously you see the young artists popping up and they pop off. But when I look at people like Kendrick and I look at people like Cole and I look at people that, you know, Cardi B isn't young and Megan Thee Stallion isn't young, they're all actually much older than what used to be the norm. Like when Nas came out, he was extremely young. He was still a teenager. I look at Mob Deep, I look at NWA, they were extremely young. So I think in a weird way there is a lot of ability for artists to become big when they're older. Look at Griselda, they didn't become who they are until their 30s. And in hip-hop, that you're ancient by that time in the mindset. So I think, I think there's definitely an evolution, though, that it's no longer just you have to be a teenager or in your early 20s. I think it helps just with the younger generation. Yeah, I mean, if you know how to change with the times, and not everybody knows how to do that, though. Everybody, you know, you'll got you, you'll have a few that know how to change with the times and not, you know, become dated, you know, and be able to, you know, you have somebody every once in a while that can still make his, you know, like like Snoop, you know, he's an icon. He can make a song right now that'd be a hit. Or a feature on somebody else's song and it'll be a hit. Not it, you know, not everybody can do that. You'll find the few. That's only, you know, that's a once in a blue moon kind of thing, you know. But yeah, you know, it's just, it, you know, that's just really like just in case that you don't reach that level to where you can keep doing music when you're, you know, when you hit that age, you know, it, that's this is a little something that you can think about and fall back on, you know. And you can still be able to do do your other ventures and have fun with your music, you know, because uh, if you got that love for it, of course, you're not going to want to stop. Some people just do it for the love and not for, you know, they don't care if they, they sell another record. As long as they still can be able to do it and enjoy themselves. So, you know, that's cool. You know, I, I feel like I want to do music forever whether it's singing producing or anything anything that's involving music you know, that's always been a passion of mine i just want i you know i want to do it forever something involving music rather singing producing engineering or you know managing artists anything it's just the love for the sport yeah it's interesting when i speak to people like you because having love for music and you clearly like music, but then getting into the industry, was there a bit of shock at, okay, this is more than just making good music. Like this is very much, you said it's a sport and it's like a game and it's a business, but was there any shock when of the reality of what it was to come into the music industry? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was a, a shock because, you know, you've been, you know, I've been around people that, you know, they'll kind of warn you about the pros and cons of, of getting into, getting into the game. So, the, and uh, I've been through, been through it all. It's like, now the shock, now the shock would be, I would say the shock would be like, uh, yeah, you got you, you have so many failures trying to get into the game, and when things finally start looking up for you, like in my case, it's like, oh wow, this you know, like it's not up until recently I start I start having kind of success success with it. You know, that taught me that you know, lesson like when people tell you to keep going and never give up. You know that you know that's what that that's what came to my mind when all of that that started happening with the recent success that i've been having because it's like you know there'll be times where like oh man this uh this ain't gonna happen and you know i'm gonna just give this up because you know i tried everything and nothing works when it finally does work it's kind of a shock but as far as like the the ins and outs of the industry no nah, it wasn't too much of a you know a shock experience in it because i've already been warned about about the industry and the, the good and the bad and the upside and the downside of everything. So, you know, it's, it's more of a, a shock when it's like, Oh, I can't believe this happening to me. 
you know, you have so much. It's almost like if you have a lot of bad luck and you finally get lucky, it's a shock to you yourself. You become paranoid. Like yeah. Even when, even when you get good luck, you think that the good is like you don't trust it. Yeah, you think it's like, that it's, you like it's, think it's a catch to it or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Funny how it is that sometimes like we, we create, I, I sometimes think our outlook creates what we want in a way. Like what I think is going to create my reality. So if I think everything's out to get me, it's going to get out. It's going to be out to get you. But I, if I look for the positivity, if I look for the success, ultimately over a period of time, you'll get that success. Yeah. That's kind of like when people say you, you speak things into existence. It is, that, that's the same thing. You know, it's, you think negative and you're going to get negative results. So I had to learn that myself by, by so many, so many times. I feel like, oh, uh, you know, ain't nothing working out. I'm like, well, you know, you got to think positive and positive things will happen. Yeah. You, know, you keep, you know, pushing. Keep on pushing. When was the last time you thought about quitting? Oh, I, I would say it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since I thought about quitting. I think the last time I thought about quitting actually motivated me to not quit. You know, because I was like, I, you know, I always been a person that never like been. I, you know, I thought about. I'll think. I used to think negative, but I'll still go ahead and make a try for it and see what happens before I actually quit. So, you know, the last time, yeah, I don't. I don't think I can remember the last. It's been so long. It's been so long since I ever like thought about trying to like quit and i'm like well let me try before i quit let me try a different approach and see if that works before i just up and quit because <laughs> i ain't never I, I never wanted to be looked at as a quitter in my life i just i just wanted to uh you know see if I, i'm gonna do the best i can to the best of my ability and quitting right now quitting is not an option right now so that only made me even stronger and more determined to reach goals and everything start everything looking up. You know, I got a lot of projects going on right now. So believing, you know, like I said, speaking things into existence that you know that can work wonders for you if you just stick stick with it, be focused. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. It's good that you're you haven't thought about quitting in a long time. It's annoying that I've brought it up. <laughs> um, oh, but what no, 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 do because i'm always interested in the the journey of an artist and i'm always interested in you know the lowest point and how every artist and no matter in any career every person there's always a low point for them up until now and i'm always interested in what is it that gets you out of that low point what is it that you know you're sitting there you're feeling like shit you're thinking about where is my life at and then to pick yourself up and keep going. So do you have a moment like that where you were like, this sucks, like this shit is just horrible? And what was it that got you out of it? Well, I would say uh, when people... It, you know, you'll have a couple of people being negative around you and saying, oh, you know, you're not going to do this and that. I, When people tell me that I can't do something, that really motivate me to show them, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to show you, you know, that you're wrong. And that. <laughs> so funny. I'm exactly you know, the same way. Yeah. I'm a good, you know, I like to show <laughs> people how wrong they are. So that's going to, you know, that's going to make me keep keep on going and motivate me oh okay you think i can't do this okay i'm gonna show you you know i ain't never been uh you know never been really a low point like uh like when you mentioned like the low points that artists have before they get to the high points i would say like uh when i first started doing getting like really heavy into the music i was with this group yeah it was like uh it was like five of us. 
I will say though, the lowest points was the frustration of being in a group. If everybody not on the same page as you are, that's, you know, that can be the most miserable, frustrating thing ever because you feel like you're the only one putting the effort into it and you wasting so much time because one guy, you know, you got one or two of the guys in the group that are serious about, about, you know, what we doing, but then you got the other two that are just like, oh, nonchalant, oh, whatever. They not pulling a weight. And then it's feeling like you just wasting a whole bunch of time with, you know, these people around you. And that's why I always, that's why I always tell people like, if you gonna, you know, you're going to have people around you taking, you taking them on the journey with you. You got to make sure everybody is on the same page. You don't want one bad apple spoiling, spoiling everything, you know, slowing everybody down and, and just keeping everything stagnated because that's gonna, that's gonna hurt you in the long run. And that's gonna, you know, that's a lot of time being wasted with just dealing with people around you. That's not got your best interest. Because, you know, I had to get, I had to cut people off and get away from a lot of situations to get to a to point where I'm am right now. I had to do a lot of that in the past as my first beginning steps of getting into the music. You know, even with the movies, you know, you get, you get people that want to be involved, but then you'll have to replace a lot of people that, that want to waste your time and they're not you know they're not about business they just they're just there hanging on to stuff so you know once you get around somebody i you know i start getting around positive people that want to see me win that that adds more motivation to the goal that i'm trying to reach you know you gotta make sure that you surround yourself with people that want to win along with you so the lowest point, you know, the beginning stages will probably always be, your, you know, worse. You got to go, you got to go, uh, go with the uh, low points. You got to get with the low points before you get to the high points anyway. So, you know, you got to go through all of that. That just makes you stronger and tougher and more determined. So, yeah, yeah I would say. Yeah. I. It's interesting working with other people because – for me personally, there's something freeing about it's in my control, that it's all on me. And that's why I love doing this is because at the end of the day, there's no one sitting behind me going, hey, you got to do this. It's all self-motivated. And there's something about that being an independent artist. It's the freedom to you build the team you want to have, but ultimately it's on you. And I love not being told what to do. It's the best it's so freeing for not to have a boss be like hey you got to do this or not to have you know people in your crew be like hey you got to do this it's like you can literally choose your own path and make your own destiny and there's some there's something scary about that but there's also something extremely freeing about it because at the end of the day you only got one person to look at in the mirror if it's good or bad it's up to you and there's something really liberating about that. So you must have found that that like once you moved from being in a group and to you know taking responsibility, that it is much easier and much better for your ultimate end because there are no more excuses because there's no one else to blame other than yourself. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, you being your own boss. That's like a at a job, you know, you got a supervisor and all of this and that coming, hovering over your shoulder and, you know, trying to intimidate you and stuff. And yeah, like I said, with the group thing, like if you, you know, if everybody ain't on the same page and you got somebody just wasting your time, you know, you're going to be doing a lot of procrastinating because when you're in a group, you got to move as a unit. And if everybody, you know, you move as a unit, like that's like a whole body movement. If one limb is not working, that's gonna kind of stagnate the whole body. You know, so 
yeah, you know, you get you. A, I, I had to get me in a better situation to move forward because once I realized that, because it's another thing when you're working with family or friends, you kind of feel like, well, I don't want to leave my buddy behind because, you know, <laughs> you know, you got that friendship with them or you or you working with your brother or some something, something like that. And you probably have a hard time telling them, yo, we got to we got to get moving on this or you don't want to say anything to, to hurt their feelings or anything. And you got to work. You, you, you're thinking about that. And then you're thinking about, well, wait, if I fire this guy, you know, that's going to ruin our friendship, you know? So that's all, that, that, that's a lot of, there's a lot come, come with that. You know, you got to deal with all of that going through emotions. So yeah, it's kind of hard to balance that when you, you're working with a group, especially with, friends or family members so you you know that that that's a tough road to try to balance two with business yeah i mean i i definitely agree with that it's hard with friends i started this podcast with friends that was how we we began it was the three of us and we started during like covid and it was more just an excuse to hang out and talk about hip-hop albums and the longer it went the more serious i wanted to take it the more i wanted to spend money, spend more time, speak to guests. Uh, when we started, we didn't interview anybody. It was just us reviewing hip-hop albums. And then I was like, I think we need to because it's it's exhausting reviewing a full album. We were writing like 3,000 words each. Like we were writing so yeah. much and our episodes were like two and a half, three hours. And it was just becoming too much to get, you know, and one episode a week. And so that's when... I started interviewing people and I was just, I was in this space of, hey, I think I want to take this more serious. I want to invest more. And I th- I was very fortunate that my friends were not holding me back. They were understanding of what I wanted and they weren't on the same page and they were like, you know what, I'm willing to take a step back and be and let you kind of do your dream Um and so it's, I was fortunate, but I look back on that. And at the time I was very nervous about what it would do to our friendship. I was very nervous about just what, it, how it would make them feel and just what the risk is of going, Hey, I don't want to do this with y'all anymore. I think I need to do it on my own. Yeah. That's those are some good friends right there. They'll they say that they're, you know, they're going to let you do that and not hold you back. You know, so, you, you know, that lets you know you got some real good, you know, true friends right there. You know, they, they didn't get upset or none of that. You know, they just let you go and follow your goals and your dreams. You know, I think they so were that, more upset good. that I was like, hey, I want to do more. And they were like, oh, I don't really like they were just more reluctant to put in more work. But, yeah, I'm very fortunate that they were. And we're still friends to this day. So. It it definitely net not didn't change anything, but yeah, I think I think it's a good test of everyone's friendship when things don't really work out, and it's like, all right, can we put aside our petty differences and still be friends? And are they going to resent it later down the track? So yeah. far, no resentment. So it's been like two years since. Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because that could have went in a whole different direction you know like i said that lets you know who your real friends are because you know you know you got those the real friends and then you got the the ones that are fake you know the opposite real friends you know you could have had some friends that would have gotten upset with you and just started (laughs) disrespecting you all kind of way because they're mad yeah no because i had this situation you know it'd be a couple of situations where you have a friend and they'll, you know, the argument might not be like real, a a real big deal. And they just start saying stuff like, Oh, well, you know, just, you know, Hey, you ugly. Well, that's why, yeah. You know, this and that you tell them something confidential or personal and they get the, get mad at you and they'll throw it back in your face. That's not a real friend. (laughs) What What I consider not a real friend. you know. Yeah. I agree. I think I think true friendship is shown in times of difficulty. Yeah. Like what their reaction to things, you know, you you know, you get so mad at a at a at your friend to the point where you're just like 
no holes barred and you just say any old kind of thing that makes me think that this is some stuff that you've been wanting to say to me the whole time but you're using this time now to say it <laughs> you know so that's at that point is like oh okay you wasn't my friend to begin with because you you know you're saying this stuff right here to attack me and say things because you think it's gonna hurt me over a petty argument <laughs> you know yeah so that's why i keep uh, you know i kind of keep like a, a, a tight closed circle of friends anyway so yeah well i think also when you're going through difficulty as well like you really see who's there for you is because it's yeah. easy to be a, your friend when everything's golden green <laughs> and yeah. you know when it's when it's in that period where life's good, you got the bag, like you're just happy, it's easy to be your friend in that period. It's tough yeah. to be your friend when you're struggling. And that is also the other test is like, did you know me when I had nothing? And have you been my friend through all the shit and all the shit that I put you through and just seeing me do all the random shit that I've been doing? Like, how was our friendship then? Because if we were friends then, we're going to be friends no matter what happens with the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's almost <laughs> like, that's almost like if you're with a female or whatever, and you're, you know, you probably got a little bit of money and, you know, making six figures and she's with you and you go through a drought in your life where you might not have that, that much money. And she just leaves you all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, and you figure like, well, Wow, she just, you know, she just up and left because I guess, I guess she was just there for the money. Money, so you know that'll be that'll be easy to figure out who's real and who's artificial. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird life like that. That it can just dis. It can you the the people around you cannot be who they seem to be and to be honest i don't really understand it how they are okay with it you know what i mean like how are people okay with just disregarding people close to them like i don't know i don't know i don't know how people kind of live with themselves like i would look back and be feel so guilty of like the shit that i put through somebody yeah it's like these is crazy because it's like these days this disrespect is like champion these days it's just like with the rappers and everything you know you got these you know you got a lot of rappers they'll they disrespecting the dead now you know they making songs about they are dead dead homies or something like that and they're mocking death and you know social media just it just made it cool to be disrespectful like the nice guys, it's like, oh, you, you know, they're lame and all, all that, you know. Yeah, you know, it, it's crazy now. Because yeah. disrespect used to be frowned up on, now it's champion. So uh, it's crazy how, how things uh, turned out for the worst now. Yeah, but I think here's the thing. Disrespect can only last so long before it comes to get you. Yeah, there is a short life if you think that disrespect is the way to go, and I'm not just talking about physically. I'm talking about success, and I'm talking about your career. I'm talking about everything in life. That ultimately, if you choose the path of disrespect, people will remember, and they will get you back because they will remember. But there is a power to kindness that is misunderstood. I think that being respectful and being kind and being a good person is actually a form of strength, not a form of weakness. And it feels like exactly what you're saying, that they're saying disrespect is strength, but I actually think it's the weakness. It shows who you really are. It's the show of character. You're showing a weakness of character. But if you can be kind and respectful but still hold true to your values, that is actually the show of strength that you should be showing. Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, go by that analogy because, you know, like I said, you you have these, you know, you have the celebrities or the musicians, they're like 
disrespectful to their fans, you know, beating them on and, you know, just calling them broke and grading them. And those are the people that mainly got them to where they're at now. But it's like, if you're, <laughs> you're trying to be nice, they look at that as, uh, you know, you, you know, like you said, weakness. And then it goes, you know, people, some people don't think like, well, they might not be on top forever. And the people that they disrespected on their way up are the same people they're going to have to see on their way down. You know, like you said, you know, they'll come back to you because the, you know, the old saying, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. That's, that's, that's true right there. Yeah. And don't burn your bridges. You don't want to be yeah, at the top by exactly. yourself with no yeah, one to trust exactly. and no one around you because they're all coming to get you. It's like being the king or being, everyone wants to kill you. Everyone wants to see you fall. And so you need to have friends and you need to have people close to you. And, you know, we're not saying that you just be nice and you let people walk over you. Yeah. But to carry yourself in a respectful manner is is ultimately it's yeah I, I just don't understand the opposite I don't understand how you can be okay with being disrespectful and because if someone disrespects you you feel like shit and you want to get back at them so why would you create the same thing I think I wonder how much it is like the culture of hip-hop versus what's being pushed in social media and what we see on TV yeah you know yeah i would say hip-hop has a lot lot of influence on that you know with the kids and everything they you know teaching how to be disrespectful you know if people get that money man you know that 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 kind of blind them you know they feel like they un, feel like they untouchable you know like that's gonna uh, you know they feel like that's gonna last forever and then you you know like you said, you got the kids around here being influenced by that, so they'll go home and be disrespectful to their parents, and they think it's cool. So, you know that that's why it's good to uh, just like with like you said, hip hop. You know, you got to have a, a balance between that. Everybody can't just you know you can't just be disrespectful and think that's the thing to do, and that's cool. You know, that's that, that's not always cool to be disrespectful. You know, like you said, you burn all your bridges, you won't have nobody to run to right, in the end of it. And everybody says, every artist I speak to, it's all relationships. It's all, how did I get here? Well, I knew this person who helped me out and put a connection through. They liked what I did. They liked who I was. And so they helped me and they got me here. Or I got this feature because I'm friendly with the artist. It took me a while, but we became friends and we started to like interact. That's literally every story I hear. It's relationships. So if you don't know how to maintain a relationship, whether business or friend or otherwise, you're fucked. Yeah. Like that's all this is. It's all relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody do. Nobody can do it by themselves. You know, a lot of people, a lot of, you know, I hear a lot of cats saying that they, uh, oh, I did this by myself, and no, 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 nobody does it by themselves. You some, you're gonna need help in some kind of way. You know, nobody does it by themselves. You gotta keep, you know, if you show people that you're professional and you're, you know, you to be trusted and you honorable with the people that you're meeting or networking with. That's going to come back to you. Good things uh, keep continuing to happen for you. You know, if one avenue closes, this other person that you built the relationship with might be able to help you get into another situation. So, you know, that that all works out like that in the end. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder how much the, the artists who talk about disrespect are actually disrespectful in real life. You know, part of me is questioning, like, do you just rap about it or do you just talk about it? Or is it also the reality? You know, it could go both ways because a lot of times now, a lot of times, like I said, the the artists, you know, will probably be disrespectful because they feel like that's the only way people are going to listen to them or, or like them 
is if they're being disrespectful, that person probably not really like that for real. They're like, oh, well, everybody else is doing it, and they like this cat over here, so let me go ahead and, let, you know, I got to be disrespectful too. So let me let me do this. But you might have some people that's actually disrespectful or you got to look at it. The money might might have made them like that because that money can change. You know, that money, man, that that can change people for the worse. They start getting that money that hey, you know, anything happens, they mind get twisted when they start seen, getting that kind of success. Have you seen people like around you? Has that happened to people around you where they get money and it changes them? Yeah. I'm not, and I'm not talking about, I'm talking about anybody. It's like, I've seen people attitude change when they get a tax return, (laughs) a tax return that's going to last for about a week or two. And they whole attitude change. Like you just got this, a couple of thousand dollars. Like, bro, you're not rich. (laughs) Like chill. Uh, that's the everyday life. Somebody get a little bit of change and they start acting crazy. So I can imagine what they'll act like when they get a bigger check. So I don't know. That's just that's just people, man. Yeah, because I've, I've thought about this recently as well. Is like I think it really does change you when you have money and success. The values you hold are very different because you suddenly look at yourself differently, especially when you work for it. When you win money, like when you win the lottery, those people still feel the same way. Even though they're rich, that's why they lose it all, is because they still remember and they still feel like they're not rich because they didn't earn that money. It's luck. And when people earn it, I think their values change of like their own self-perception, like they earn more. And I think you see this quite a lot. A lot of people who made a lot of money but then lose a lot of money struggle to really have any self-worth and self-identity. They've tied all their self-worth to money and just to their job. And I think it's really important to make sure that there's like you're still you without the cash. And if the only thing holding you together is the cash, then it could be gone at any moment. No one knows the recession hits and then everything changes. So I, we see both sides of how success and failure changes people. Yeah, you know, you know, like you said, with the uh, now, you know, when people have a lot of money and, you know, they probably feel like they're a failure after they lose it, you know. But that, that, I mean, like I said, that could that could come from just pure karma, or just you know, you're burning a lot of your bridges, and you can't, you're having a hard time trying to gain that same amount of money that you had back. So that's why it's important not to be disrespectful to people, you know. Well, even Mike Tyson, there's a video of Mike Tyson, and I find Mike Tyson such an interesting person because of who he was, the the darkness he has and had in him and who he's become now as, as an older man uh, and the success he's shown across multiple avenues. But when he talks about he misses the the aggressive, angry version of himself, but he's also scared of that version of himself, it's super interesting to hear when, you know, he said that he feels like a bitch because he's scared of that 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 guy who who is no longer there it's like hidden he's pushed it down and it's like if you feel like a bitch sometimes i only it just makes me wonder and it's it's crazy because if there is one person on the planet right now that everyone's like he's not a bitch it's probably mike tyson everyone's like so it, it it's really weird how that plays in terms of people's personalities and and the evolution of who they become uh, yeah, he probably feel like uh, you know, I guess a shell of himself, and that, that's probably what it is, you know. But uh, you know, the man's you know he's in his fifties, so you know, of course, he can't be out there doing the same kind of things that he was doing in his twenties, you know. And he probably I don't know, it could be a thing where he you know 
this is the old him because, you know, that was probably a time of his life where he was living it up, you know? So. Mm. But yeah, tell me about you and your movies because we kind of touched on it. We didn't uh, talk about it too much yet. But how was it like figuring out how to make a movie? It's one thing to say that you're going to make a movie, but how was it to actually figure it out and be able to turn around and be like, here's 90 minutes of a movie that I made from start to finish, from casting, script, shooting, editing, distribution, all of it? Uh, I mean, with that, it was kind of like a, kind of like a learn as you go process with that, you know, because at first when we, when we decided we was going to start, me and Bud Banks, we started, uh, we was going to do the movies and everything. We didn't, you know, we didn't have a clue where to start. We just, the only thing we knew was like, uh, okay, we got to, we, okay, you know, we got to write a script. We got to get the, the, uh, characters to play the roles and, you know, we got to get a cameraman and all of that. And we got to figure out how we going to get this thing edited. You know, we like with the first movie we made a lot of, you know, we had a lot of little, little hiccups and mistakes and that. And we looked like, oh, okay, we supposed to, you know, do, do it this way or shoot this that way or do this effect that way or, oh, you know, figure out the camera settings and all that. You know, with the, uh, it's kind of like, uh, kind of like music, like, you know, when you start, you think of the song, you got to write the song, the concept and come up with, you know, what you're going to, what you're going to write about and all. And like, we started off with that first movie. We didn't really, we wrote half of the script and half of it was improvised because we, it's oh. just, it was just really a test run that, you know, it was like practice for real. And then by the time the second and third movie came around, we, we kind of already knew like, okay, you know, we had a better understanding of what we needed to needed to do in the process of getting the movie getting the movie done and all of that. And after we get the movie after we got the movie done and the editing and all everything together, then the distribution part comes in where okay, we gotta like ask around, you know, read up on things and see see how everything that's just like with everything anything that you do. You try to do research and figure out what what's the next steps you need to do okay how we got to get this how we gonna get this thing distributed you know go through a company and all of that and you know because you look at youtube that can teach you a lot of things like you know you're trying to fix a car you go to youtube and or you type in or google whatever or how to fix a car you go to a mechanic and they'll show you what to do and you will you know look at look at what them what they're doing and learn from them and that's basically the same thing with the movie making process go to somebody who are already doing it and they'll you know so they can show you the ropes and show you how to get certain things done you know yeah well look i i've started i've i used to work on writing a tv show and it sounds way easier than it is so I'm always impressed by people who not only are able to put pen to page and pen to paper, but to actually make your vision and also on a tight budget. I mean, you don't yeah. have, you're not spending millions making these movies. You don't have the money to like, all right, I'm going to take three months and I'm going to have the best camera equipment. We're going to shut down the street. It's so it's, it's one thing to do it when you've got the budget for it, it's another thing to do it when you're on budget and you think about time and money and still getting all these people. So it's, it's pretty impressive to, to look at and be able to accomplish. Yeah. You know, you got to start somewhere, you know, like you said with the, uh, you know, there's no budget movies. Some people, you know, you have some people that probably make fun of people who make low budget movies, but you got to start somewhere. You don't have a million dollar freaking budget. Like you're, you know, freaking Hollywood. That's just like if you, that's just like say McDonald's or something. They had to start somewhere. They didn't start off as a big corporation starting off the ground. 
they had to start off as an independent restaurant before they build up to this big corporation where they got all these McDonald's all over the world. You know, you got to start somewhere and move from the ground up. Some people don't understand that if they're not in that world or they're not trying to uh, create their own business. That's with anything. You got to start somewhere. You are not going to start just strictly with a million dollar budget movie and you know just coming out the gate like that if you're not you don't have rich parents and none of that stuff that ain't you know that shouldn't stop you from trying to pursue your goal you want to make movies okay you know get you a camera or whatever start off and just do what you got to do work with what you got you know and then you will eventually get to that point because there's a lot of having to invest your money and a lot of stuff in, in equipment and all of that and, and you know most of the money that you make from your movies got to go, you know, back into your equipment and production, production costs, distribution, distribution costs and all that stuff. So it is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot going into that. Then you got to get get you a, a team around you that uh, people that you can rely on, your workers and all. So, yeah, that's a long process when it comes to. Yeah trying to get movies and stuff done even independently i mean it's like being an artist like you no one's starting with a studio album you start with a mixtape and you know with this podcast i didn't have this setup when i started i sounded like i was recording through a fucking potato when i started it was muffly as shit it was like it was all over the place but it's and i i think about this a lot is there's no such thing as perfect yeah. And if you wait until it's quote unquote perfect to do it, it will never get done. Yeah. It, you just have to do it. You won't know until you try. And you have to, and like you said in yours, you improvise on the run. That brings the best out of you because necessity is, I think there's a quote necessity is the mother of all invention, where if you need it, You'll come up with it. You'll figure it out. And that's just how it is. Same as music, same as working, same as everything. You just have to go for it. And I think a lot of people are paralyzed because they they will see a movie like yours and they'll compare and go, I can't do that shit. That's too good. But they're comparing or they see like a Hollywood movie and they're like, my movie doesn't look like that. And it stops them from trying. But yeah, obviously yeah, it's not going to look like that. Yeah, of course. You know, you you don't got You can't compare yourself to a Hollywood movie. You don't have a Hollywood budget, so, so you can't compare because you might do a movie. Your first movie might look like you're like, what the hell is this crap right here? But you know, you you started off with you know you got to take the steps to make your stuff better. That's what we've been doing. Like we, you know, we you start off with the movie. Okay, you learn from the mistakes that you did in the last movie like oh wait a minute okay we gotta uh do better on this we gotta do better on this sound this sound right here you know you know you crawl before you walk and, and you know you keep on just pushing forward because you're not gonna always that's what people when people get this courage they looking at other stuff that might be bigger than theirs and like you Nah, you're not supposed to. If you're going to compare yourself to another movie, look at another independent movie, not a big budget movie with Brad Pitt and all of them in there. Of course, your movie ain't going to look like that. These people got millions of dollars worth of equipment, budget and all that stuff. So, you know, that's, you know, that's just like, I, I think it's more of people afraid to follow their dreams beyond normal, you know, like most people like, Oh yeah, I'm just stick to doing this little job right here. You know, you got two friends, one of them, one of them might want to uh, start their own business. And the other one is just content on working the job. You know, they have a conversation one day and the, the, the other friend is basically discouraging him, telling him, Hey man, you wasting your time with this. Why don't you just get a real job? <laughs> you know, the other guy could probably be determined, nah, screw that. I ain't trying to work no job. You know, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to start my business. And five years later, the guy, the other guy that wanted to start the business, he probably, you 
know, he's probably having success in his business. And meanwhile, the other friend, he's still working that job, <laughs> making lesser. And the other friend is basically balling right now. The other guy, make you know, he's still working the job. But the other friend, he's he followed his dream, and now he's, you know, he's having success with that. So that's different with the parallels and all of that. Well, it, I'm a big fan of quotes because I think they're uh, they have this way of epitomizing it. But it's like that quote that says, first they'll ask why, and then they'll ask how. So that they'll go, hey, man, why are you doing that? Why are you wasting yeah. your time? Why are you doing this? Oh, that's dumb. That's stupid. Like, why? And then all of a sudden, 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, that everyone's like, how the hell did you get all that shit? And it's like, man, I've been, you've been seeing me hustling for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, it didn't happen exactly. overnight. You yeah. saw all the shit I had to go through to get there. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, yeah, that's another thing. People so quick to shoot stuff down. If it, you know, if it doesn't work like, oh, a couple of days, you ain't making no money off of this. Like, uh, of course, I'm not going to make any money off of it in a couple of days. I just started, bro. You know, they want that easy paycheck, like that paycheck every week or every two weeks or what have you. And if it ain't making no, you know, they looking at it as a, a, a regular job. Oh, well, it's not paying the bills right now. Yeah, right now it's not paying the bills right now. But in the long run, it will. Like, you still working this job. Why? I don't have to work this job. I'm my own boss. But you, you know, yeah, you can't, you can't really listen to people like that because they'll try to bring you down. They want to, they don't want to see you doing nothing outside of the norm. If you're doing something other than just a nine to five job, it's a pipe dream to them. So, you know, that's how they think, even though they might not even be helping you fund this stuff. And they still worrying about what you're doing (laughs) with your own career, even though they not the ones that got to put the money into it. They just want to see you be miserable right along with them. And that's the type of people I said earlier, you have to kind of distance yourself from because they bring a negative energy to you. And that's good. That, that's a distraction. Yeah. Misery likes company. They just want company. Yeah. They just want to make sure that at the end of their life, they're not alone. Yeah. And it just holds you back. And it goes back to what we were discussing at the beginning of like, how you got to be careful who you hang around with and you got to make sure your friends are truly your friends as opposed to people who smile to your face and stab you in the back. Yeah, exactly. Well, man, I only have one more question for you, and it's probably going to be the hardest question that I'm going to ask. We've, I've probably asked you a couple of tough ones, but if you had to recommend one album that everybody should listen to at least once to get an appreciation of, can be any genre of music, cannot be your own music, what would it be? Oh man, yeah, that, that's that's a tough one right there. I would say, uh, I'll probably say Kendrick Lamar's first album, "Good Kid," uh, Mad City. Man, I love that album. I actually saw Kendrick live. He he's in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, he was here, so I saw him on Monday, and such a good album. I honestly yeah. think that's his best work. Good Kid, Mad yeah. City. Those beats and his bars and his flows, like, oh, amazing. Yeah, the storytelling on the album is is real is real well balanced. You know, it's like he, you know, taking you on a whole whole journey with him. Uh, you know, from top to bottom, that whole album right there. You know that that's you know that's one of my favorite albums. I mean, it's close to favorite all time, I would say, probably. Yeah, and yeah, Dre production in there and just, yeah, they killed it on that. I, I agree. I, when people talk about Kendrick's albums, I'm like, that's, to me, that's that's my number one. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very cohesive album. So, yeah, yeah, I would say that, Kendrick Lamar. Well, I love that. I appreciate you coming through. Treletic came through, obviously. Uh, so he's sharing some knowledge and sharing 
and inspiring as well. Uh, and it's great to see, you know, I love that message of just because it's not working in one way, keep trying, find your creativity. The other way, it'll shift across to to your other venture as well. But obviously, make sure you check out his most recent single, Go Ahead Now. He's also on uh, IG as, I think you're on, as Fox Kruger are on, on IG. Um, uh, yeah, Trilletic Mind. Trilletic Mind. Um, and then obviously make sure you check out his movies, Checkmate, Bound to Get You, and Rumors as well. They're all on YouTube, so you can all check them out and, and show them some love. But, man, is there anything else you wanted to shout out, anything else you wanted to, to plug before we wrap it up? Uh, I would just say uh, be on the lookout for our other movie projects we got coming. So we got a lot of them. You know, it's too many of them to name right now. You know, we got, we also got a documentary out on Prime, the uh, Sarasota documentary. And uh, I would just say, you know, I want to shout out to my man, uh, Dub Banks. Go follow him on IG the real, at the real Dub Banks. And, uh, you know, shouts out to my man, Eddie Stokes. And, you know, that's it right there, man. You know, I got more music on the way, more more music videos on the way, more singles on the way. Just I'm just working, man. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news. Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under hip hop hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.